Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, friends? That's it. Have it up your bum. <laughs> Let's assume the best, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners, Dean and I are both ill. Mm, yes. So bear that in mind as this episode turns out to be probably one of the worst of all time. <laughs> I've just been looking over my things to bring up. Yep. <laughs> I've, I've realised I've, uh, I've having to resort to a couple of barrel scrape bins. <laughs> <So> <laughs> best middle of the world. Let's make what we can out of this. So, Dean, uh, what are you going to show me this week, Dean? Yeah, so, uh, you know, stuff's been happening, just been uh, getting on with the everyday business of life, uh, one of which is, of course, my uh, children's education. I'm not oh. responsible for it. I just take them to school and back. But obviously they have homework and stuff. And my daughter is eight and she gets sent uh, books home to read. Right. And she's been put on this, uh, well, actually be a series of books. And you know, they're aimed at her particular reading level. And the, the series seems to be like, they all the similar looking covers. And they all seem to be written and illustrated by one person. So not mm-hmm. one person does them all, but each book has got one person who's in charge of the writing and the, and the illustrations. Oh, right, I see. Yeah, so I thought, all right, fair enough, you know, so a bit of variety. And then she brought on this particular book, and uh, I get the impression that <laughs> writing children's books isn't isn't the first choice of, you know, uh, outlet for this particular author slash writer. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing to worry about, but... Um, oh, oh, maybe, oh, maybe there is. <laughs> that's, that's very much your, your, your judgment, but... Um, yeah, so like I, I took photos of it because I had to give it back eventually. But like it's, it struck me as okay. Uh, I want to delve deeper into this. So here is uh, some pages. So here are some pages from my child's uh, recent school book called The Zipper. Ooh. That sounds bad when I say it out loud. It's it's the name of a go kart. <laughs> so just uh, right, okay. But uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the story is uh, there's a kid called. Uh, Whatever. And he's got two friends who keep making him dare to do stuff, you know, do dangerous stuff. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise you'll be chicken. And it keeps, they keep escalating and uh, he eventually gets injured. And then his dad tells him, what are you that for? He goes, oh, they didn't, I didn't want to be called a chicken. And they say, that's stupid. He goes, I know. I'm sorry. And they have a hug. And that's it. Like, there's no, there's no comeuppance. There's no sort of like narrative arc. It's just two dicks make this kid peer pressure this kid into doing dangerous stuff. He hurts himself, and uh, he apologizes to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good but, story. Yeah, but we should get it, the rights to this. Yeah, but it's it's the artwork as you can clearly see, which is uh, yeah. Wouldn't I go to for like here's a few more examples like this. The picture here that says we put it on the on the website to be a link on the the Imgur and stuff. I'll, I'll describe it. It looks like um, an alcoholic man. He's <laughs> yeah. he's they've given him bags and on his eyes. His mm. eyes are shaded. <laughs> he's got a ponytail like a rat tail, and he's balding. <laughs> and he's sat next to an incredibly ugly looking child <laughs> yeah. who's in bed. Yeah, I think this is being injured. I don't. Want to say you know there are vibes about that where the character dad is drawn, but um, has he injured his face? This child has he landed his face? <laughs> well, let's look at a few more examples. I oh, will okay. say, believe it or not, this is actually quite a flattering image of the dad in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> word, it's a good one. God, no, he... it's a it's really yeah. grotesque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the yeah. first image, the the father looked just like an alcoholic, but now he looks like. Some kind of amalgamation of ball sack and balloon, but he's also got a, a ponytail. I think it's if it's some angle, it looks well, it's also kind of bullety because he's balded on top as well. Yeah, he's balded on top. It, it's it's yeah. the sort of guy who the club I grew up in would sort of turn up on like a Saturday night and just lurk in the corners, just sort mm. of pike to himself and just stare a bit too aggressively at the women who come in. Yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a bit too long and his gaze would linger longer than you're comfortable with yeah uh, but he's a dad character he, he's the voice of reason in this book yeah <laughs> man, yeah he looks reasonable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this one's worse yep <laughs> he's well he, he, now he looks <laughs> if you took this it says the top the name of the book at the top of the page 
Now, devoid of any other information, if you had shown me this and said, what's this? It says the zipper, and it's got a picture of the same dad character, and he's got some kind of disgusting sexual look on his face. He's grabbing the ugly child by the sweater. Oh, man, this is, this is dark, yeah. dude. Well, this is, I think this is the page I opened the book on about I, I, I reading my daughter. Like, I thought, what the <laughs> fuck have they said to me? Oh, okay. It's just a very, very questionable choice of artwork for a book at primary school children. Um, yeah, so no, there's another one. Now this one, he's sweating this, this one really unsettled me. Really... <laughs> this, this looks like that man is in his local community have labelled him a paedophile and they've written it <laughs> the zipper. <laughs> yeah. That's his name on the front of his house. <laughs> that, that and he's washing something. it off frantically. <laughs> yeah. He's doing like a ballon partridge on his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just he's trying to scrub it off before the milkman turns up. <laughs> the rumours spread further. <laughs> okay, here's his friends. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, the kid in this episode looks at least like 60. <laughs> he does. He does. He looks like an old man. Yeah. Because yeah, the other two children are drawn quite, like, you know, reasonably modern looking. But they, they, they look like they've got facial hair, <laughs> which yeah. maybe there's teenage rat tashes. Yeah, 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 teenage rat tashes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure again, this, this, if that is the case, it's an odd inclusion for a book aimed at seven to eight-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally, at one point, uh, the zipper goes up the hill too fast. He gets stopped by the police. Mm. <laughs> Would you feel comfortable if these people arrested you? <laughs> hey, you look familiar to me. Do you know, yeah, um, the female police officer looks like one of my old bosses. <laughs> I like the fact that I think this is clearly a UK book, but um, <laughs> she's got like a sort of American mounted police hat. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like a sheriff or a monkey. Oh, it might not be a because they both got guns, so maybe it's not a. Maybe it's oh, yeah, not they a, both got guns. It's got a very UK vibe on it, but they both got, they both armed, yeah. <laughs> both <Yeah. packing. laughs> Alcoholic paedophile dad. That's very UK, isn't it? Why have they yeah. got? Why have the cops yeah. got guns? The look of the guy is very UK, isn't it? The, the dad. It thing, is. But yeah, then... yeah. Although the the, the male uh, policeman here, he looks like um, a stereotype of an Irish policeman as well. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah. Although if you told me you was, you know, that was someone who was in the Carry On films, I wouldn't be mentally shocked. No, absolutely. Yeah. And finally, uh, last uh, picture, last page of the book. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Like in his son with a sort of very, very... Uh, well, yeah. Well, in that image where he's hugging his son, it looks like he's made his neck pop and there's all champagne yeah. coming out of him. And he's turned into um, <laughs> Boris Karloff's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. He's, he's, and on the other page, he looks like if, well, uh, yeah, once again, a ball sack, but this time with, um, so it's been merged with Sylvester Stallone. Doesn't look anything like the original, the, no. uh, the other drawing he's had me. It's got a vaguely new romantic vibe on it as well, like as if, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like one of the local clubs in our old valley. Like if they had like a sort of human league tribute, like this would be the lead singer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cost like fifty quid and all the yeah. scampi they can eat. <laughs> That's their deal. Um, also, in the, thing, in the imagery, it's all, if I can understand, he seems to be missing two of his fingers. He's making... <laughs> yes, he's. <laughs> Why has he suddenly lost two of his fingers? Because <laughs> he has him in every other picture. <laughs> <laughs> he hanged him so hard, his head popped <laughs> off, and he lost two fingers in the process. <laughs> what a strange book, Dean. Yeah. Um, I guess you could look it up, The Zipper, um, uh, The Zipper Kids book. Let me just see if I can uh, unearth some information about it. <laughs> it says here, Illustrated by David Dickinson. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's not the same guy. <laughs> Maybe Dickinson did this while he was in jail for fraud that time. <laughs> this, is how he made, this is how he made bail. <laughs> yeah. No, no, sorry, David Dixon, so I read that wrong. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, so somebody who works in the sort of you know, the publishing world, I know like the people, there are plenty of contexts where books are just churned out. You know, very little quality control is, oh, just get them out there. Because if they're for the kids sort of um you know part of the curriculum then yeah it's it's not like easy money because they're gonna pay the guy like a hundred couple hundred quid to just do this over a weekend and every school's gonna buy one and that's like a tiny profit right. some sort of parasitical publishers do that but is it that or is it someone who's trying to make ends meet as a writer illustrator that has completely different uh plans skill sets 
your skill sets and just been reduced to this, like like the people who were performing those Poppy Towers dinner shows and stuff. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Assuming it's not their ambition, assuming they're, they're proper actors or want to be proper actors who have to do this to make ends meet. Or is it to some sort of bizarre art experiment? <laughs> Did someone think this This is what the kids want? They want sort of sweaty, ponytailed, barfly perv man <laughs> as the voice of reason in a in a book about an out-of-control go-kart and a kid with no spine. <laughs> I'm going to say the, these images have um, grown on me. I'm quite enjoying them now. I don't think they're bad. I think they're not bad. They're just not what you would expect from a children's book. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of attention detail effort got into the artwork yeah which is why <laughs> why is it gone in this particular context <laughs> yeah it's very very strange i can't get over that child is yeah it's very very strange in child yeah but it's intentional i assume as much but you know but the other <laughs> polishing the zipper of his car and he sweats profusely is it's quite a look isn't it it's quite a look it is it's yeah. something else so, yeah, what do you think? What would be your guess as to why this ended up being what it is? Not sure. Uh, they must be. Uh, I'm interested in why the school chose this book. Yeah. How does that work? They must be able to pick which books they're going to use. Well, yeah, you, you see. What is it quite... about this book that, that has appealed to that school, Dean? No, I think it's part of a sort of general curriculum thing. I think it's like this particular one school because they all have a sort of. You just have this book yeah. sent to you and you've got to use it. Do you remember yeah. when they, they, everybody got handed out a Bible in our school? Vaguely, yeah. That happened everywhere. We all had I a mean, Bible. Everybody, we was in assembly, and hmm. everybody got given a Bible. Well, it's just like what early eighties, mid eighties. I mean, I think they were getting the point oh, where they secondary could... school. I'm thinking. Oh, secondary school. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was. Um... We had a lot of religious stuff coming to our school, didn't we? Um, it was always oh, yeah. uh, assemblies were always like I. I don't remember an assembly from someone outside which wasn't religious themed. Yeah. I mean, do they think we were heathens, or was that just like all? Were they all people willing to turn up voluntarily? <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. They would, they would come and do it. I, I remember we had the singing policeman come. Remember him as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to have PC Lawless, didn't we? The ironically, PC, that's right. Yeah, PC Lawless. But he, he was, was replaced by the singing policeman. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I come. Late to school one day, and uh, sort of met everybody at break time, hmm. and I hadn't seen the singing policeman. But I was talking to you and a couple of the other boys in the break, and like suddenly just unchained melody, the like a karaoke <laughs> version of that started just getting pumped out, and we didn't have a, like a tannoy system or a PA <laughs> no, in school. No, well, I thought I died. I thought I was going <laughs> to heaven. But it was it was the singing policeman warming up for the. Yeah. The second assembly of the day. I just remember his opening sort of song was, um, I think it might be self-penned, but it started off, I can't the, the lyrics, but it started off with, now step into this drug-free zone, leave those drugs alone. <laughs> like, you're not a Christian. <laughs> right? so, at one point he went, I'm on a natural high. Teach <laughs> <laughs> us all, all the drug vernacular, just, yeah, <laughs> right, just yeah. change the context. <laughs> <laughs> And we had um, an assembly as well where uh, somebody brought Toy of the Starship Enterprise. Yes, yes. And then she had a breakdown in front of everyone. Yes, yes. She started, she's American. She started off kind of sort of, hi, guys. Yeah, I like uh, shit like this is the Enterprise because, you know, they all work together and uh, it's... <laughs> she ends up sort of screaming about God saving her. Like, he wrapped me in his arms and I know he would never let me go. <laughs> Have you ever heard, like, two hundred kids silently think, are you all right? Because <laughs> yeah. I think I think the point of this is to make us like religion. <laughs> yeah. It seems to have left you in a hollow shell of a person. <laughs> yeah. Can't we get someone to tell me I'm going to hell? I preferred that to this crying woman. <laughs> yeah. It seems more fun down there. This seems terrible. <laughs> uh, but back to this book. Yeah. Is this book part of a series? Have they got anything else by the same author? Um, well, well, this is the first, maybe, of many that your daughter will receive and bring home. She's got books on the same series, but I don't think any of them are written, illustrated by this particular person. Like, they're all part of the same sort of, um, you know, like Ladybird books or... Yeah, there's a big run of them, but this is the only one I can see which has this particular 
type of uh, artwork style to it. Well, so I was disappointed. I wanted to know more adventures of the alcoholic dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. <laughs> he should have been in the MCU, shouldn't he? He should be in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely would option a film on this if I could. Alcoholic dad with a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like every book he just gets like, you, you you get some hint of him being targeted by the local community. <laughs> yeah, he's got to keep it quiet for the sake of his kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps wondering why his kid gets harassed by so many people. It's because everyone <laughs> thinks your dad's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why all the other kids are encouraging him to jump off a cliff or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. It's a mercy. <laughs> it's a mercy <laughs> killing they're trying to do. Oh, God, it's got darker than expected. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. <laughs> let's let's have a think about this ugly child again. <laughs> so he doesn't have a top of his head. No, you're right. That's not there. Why doesn't he have a top of his head? Is it because he's <laughs> it's supposed to convey that his hair is so curly? Yeah, draw three lines and then leave a massive blank space. A lot of line breaks, but um, it could just be given the way this book is sort of a uh, produced. I wonder if it's um. He just played a flat rate. <laughs> he has to pay for his own ink. <laughs> so he's just, <laughs> just really, really lowering. Like, I'm going to get my absolute money's worth here. Like someone that I buffet, like I'm just going to have yeah. one more chip. <laughs> one more porn cracker until I get, get £17 worth. Oh, God. What a horrible book, Tim. <laughs> I just found, look at my line, the zipper, David Dixon on Goodreads. Yeah. Uh, no cover image. One review. One star out of five. Oh, so. no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor old David, the zipper. Well, anyway. I, horrible, uh, horrible book. I, don't know, I would give it more because I mean, it is a book someone's made and the artwork is decent. It's just wildly inappropriate for this particular format. Yeah. So I'll give it I'll give it a three because I'm, sort of, I'm, still, I'm still more intrigued than repelled, but it's a very close thing. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it three and a half. I do like the artwork. I'm intrigued by the relationship. Where's the mother? No, she not she not around. Uh, yeah, yeah. that could be why he's turned to drink, Tim. <laughs> well, or she left for something. Maybe she found out some horrible secrets. <laughs> oh God! But she left the kid with him. This is getting darker and darker, <laughs> yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I suppose he is an ugly looking kid, mind. He seems to be quite annoying. Maybe she's written. She's just written all this off, and she's gone right. All right, then they can look after themselves. I'm out. He's too ugly to worry about. Is that what you're saying? He's too, yeah, I think so. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. That's a terrible. Oh, I don't think you never say such a thing. Uh, no. What about the zipper, though, Dean? Does it uh, succeed? Do we even know about the zipper? It doesn't seem to be about a zipper at all to me. Uh, you just see the dad scrubbing it down, and then the kid's <laughs> no. in bed because he jumped off a cliff. What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> the zipper is the go kart. That is his dad's old go karts, which he gives the kids. All right, but what's that got to do with anything? Well, it's it's another thing that those um, boys tell him go down this hill, the steepest hill, and because uh, it's really old, it's, the brakes don't work. They said, "Well, mm. you're going to go down. Are you a chicken?" And basically, he exceeds the speed limit, and that's why those cops pull him over. <laughs> right, Christ! <laughs> oh, it's a kid in the go kart. <laughs> pull him over and check his license. <laughs> and they've got guns. It's so crazy. <laughs> Well, if that's the state of the police in this town, no wonder this father's getting away with what he's getting away with. <laughs> he can't keep building this horrible, horrible <laughs> Albert Square-esque narrative around just a few images. No, I think of this father, I think he's just had a hard time of it, Dean. Mm. He's turned to drink, and, you know, yeah. people do, and it's, they shouldn't be ashamed for that. No, 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 no. Welcome back, listeners. Simon, before you get to your thing, yeah, you mentioned the people who come to school to tell us about God. Um, oh, yeah. I mentioned this on here before, but one time we had a sort of a sketch group, or just a sketch group. They sort of like acted stuff out on stage in front of us. No, I don't think we've told them this. No. I can't even remember it myself. No, because I only remember it now because mm. you mentioned this. They were just sort of acted skits on stage, and one of them was quite silent. And the first one I remember, there was like one guy sat on a chair. The thing was, he was stuck. So like, you know, he, oh. they told my men pull him off the chair or try to prise him up from the back and lift the chair and shake him off. It wasn't working. And there were like five minutes of this you know, fairly <laughs> subpar mime and <laughs> physical <laughs> comedy. 
And then uh, one guy goes, aha, like the inspiration. Got on his knees and started praying. And then the guy got off the chair and goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pray works and walked off. <laughs> I, I need to see a work in you guys. I need, to, I need to see stronger evidence of this. That seems, that seems thin. Oh man, that is so low stakes, but also every day. That if that was the case, like yeah. uh, <laughs> that is quite easily disproven, isn't it? <laughs> What's the concept of like God being the ultimate mind which controls all all reality? Like, looks at this guy. Oh, what are you fucking done now? Stuck <laughs> himself to a chair again. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, so- if that was the case, God would smite you instantly. <laughs> You have no time for that. Yeah, it's not your first time as well. <laughs> Stop making me do this to impress kids. <laughs> they don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I do quite like the idea of of someone being stuck and their friend prays to God that they get help being stuck and stuck out of a chair, though, rather than that person who is stuck themselves praying. <laughs> Never would have done that. I would have died here before I thought of that. <laughs> Don't bother him. Don't bother him. Oh, God. Well, all right. Well, I'm grateful, but, you know, I wish you had that. It makes me look like a tit. <laughs> right. So what I'm going to show you this week, Dean, is um, a restaurant dining concept, which I don't think exists anymore, but did exist in two different continents um, over the span of around 20 years. I think I'm established as a fan of the alternative dining concept. Oh, good. Well, this one, I don't really understand (laughs) the appeal of it. Um, So this is a restaurant. I think it's quite famous. And it was in Russia, in Moscow. Mm -hmm. And it is called Twin Stars Diner. Right. And the basic gist of the restaurant is that it's staffed entirely by twins. Ah, okay. Um, Not even identical twins for some case. Most. Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, I've got a little video. Okay. I'll show please, it to you. Please, Here please, it comes. Uh, it's only a minute long, so we'll watch it in its entirety. Okay. No, you're not seeing double. Welcome to Moscow's Twin Stars restaurant, where all the staff share more than just a uniform. Diner hires sets of identical mm. twins to wait tables and tend the bar, and claims to be the only restaurant of its kind anywhere in the world. Sisters turned servers Vika and Nika said they were keen to find a place where they could work side by side, and loved the Twin Stars concept. One pair is already fun. When there are two, it's even more fun. Its owner said the restaurant was inspired by a 1960s Soviet-era film in which a schoolgirl crosses into an alternate world and finds her twin. <laughs> what? My favourite film from childhood was The Kingdom of Crooked Mirrors. I like that type of fairy tale idea, the imaginative world of twins. Despite some Alexis the two-for-one concept is proving very popular with his customers even if it does mean having to double the tip. Claire Brennan, BBC News. Um, okay. What did the man say why he enjoyed it? Let me remind you back. Yeah, I guess I talked over that, sorry. My favourite film from childhood was The Kingdom of Crooked Mirrors. I like that type of fairy tale idea, the imaginative world of twins. The imaginative world of twins. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your imagination stretches to... Imagine... <laughs> Two brothers who look the same. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Have, have another go at this. <laughs> and this guy's from Moscow. Like, you know, it's a huge city. They, they, yeah. He must have had experience of meeting a set of twins before. Yeah. I mean, even, What's the know, appeal? Yeah. I know twin stuff is sort of like you know, people find them, you know, they, they, they pop up a lot in pop culture, you know, like horror twins is a really big thing, you know, and. Like the shining and stuff. What's horror twins? Oh, no, no, like, no, a trope in horror, like a, a twin, like or like, like was it us and stuff? Like they having your duplicate 
Duplicates, yeah. Yeah, it's a sort of unsettling thing. I know there's a sort of, ooh, sexy thing with twins, mm. like, which I've always found a bit unsettling because, like... I, it's incest. Yeah, it's, 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 it's flat-on incest, but it, yeah. it's okay if it's twins, apparently. It's a loophole, but, which it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Crack on. Um, yeah, so... But surely it's something which can... No, you go there, wow, everybody here's twins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, and yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Still twins? Is the food any good? God, no. <laughs> And expensive too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that how far do they take it? Like, do they give you like two of every everything you ask for? Or well, just... the menus here. Let's have a look at the menu. Oh, yes. Uh... Doesn't seem to be. It just seems to be crappy looking beef burgers. Yeah. There are double. Ah, no, hang on. I'm looking at now. Every burger there has got two patties in it. Oh, uh, okay. I... Is that the part where you just run out of steam? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, it's a bar. You can only have doubles. There we go. That's um doubles. Yes, in the bar. Yeah. yeah. Would it make you enjoy your experience any more if you saw two people who looked quite similar and were wearing the same clothes? Um, I'm going to say it might have the opposite effect because, uh, unlike my wife, I'm not a good small talker. So whenever we go to restaurants, she. She deals with the, the front of house staff and stuff, which I'm very appreciative of because I'm just like, I know, like, I, I can talk to them, but she's much better. So come, they come over and say, enjoying your meal? And I, I go, because mm-hmm, I'm usually eating it. I know. I'm, yes. Uh, of course, I'm very British. Even if I found it vile, I wouldn't have said that because oh, no. it's not their fault. <laughs> say nothing else. Yeah. Um, Only one too- time ever have I said no. Okay. And, and it was an abysmal meal. But I said it with a laugh. Like, uh, it was a hilarious question to be asked because it was <laughs> clearly a, a shocking, shocking meal. It was a burger and chips from like a gastro burger place in Aberystwyth. Oh, okay. It, it was supposed to come with um, onion rings. Uh, you had the option of onion strings or onion rings, right? <laughs> so I said to the waitress before we had the meal, what's onion strings then? What are they like? And she's like, oh, they like onion rings, but they're more strings. I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. she's saying the onion rings, when the rings snapped, are they just, oh, I'm not, not, not sending them back. <laughs> well, so the meal was coming, and uh, it was the burger was abysmal. It was sopping wet, like the oh, bun no, was no, ringing no. wet, like that. And, it makes something um, like one of those tin burgers with, like, just doused in gravy or something. But... Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was like that sort of thing. But it, and he was in a tiger bun for no reason as well. But it was just absolutely sopping wet. And the waitress said, "How were the onion strings?" And I said, "Well, I, I didn't have any." And she said, "Oh, didn't you? Did you order them? Yeah, I did. Yeah." He goes, "All oh, right." And that was the end of that. No, no onion strings were ever coming. <laughs> and at the end, she said, "Did you enjoy the meal?" And I went, "Not really. I didn't know. <laughs> it was awful." And then she started laughing as well. So we all had a lovely time. <laughs> Yeah, but you get a feeling she hates it there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell them there's no ending strings. It's not anything about it, so I'm just going <laughs> to laugh it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. yeah it's good times, good times. But um, if there was two of that waitress, yeah. I, I, don't know, I think I'd think it would be doubly hilarious that neither of them could get me some ending <laughs> yeah, strings. Both of them incompetent, though. <laughs> yeah. I think twins, like, they can be identical. It doesn't mean they you know, we know twins, and, like, they are yeah. sim- physically similar, but personality-wise, very different. So mm. you could have, I mean, that sounds like a sitcom set up, a restaurant run by twins, but yeah. all the twins are actually identical, but have completely different vibes and different personalities. So, like, can I be seated, please? Like, can I get some water to the table? One goes, certainly, because one goes, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the water, but he will stick his cock in it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a friend's birthday in um, in Central Cardiff once, and the waitress started bringing the food out. <laughs> like after like there was like twenty of us. After the first ten, just stopped, just sort of just, just walked off, and then the other half got their food like half an hour later. <laughs> and just like, saying, "Can we get our food?" And she goes, "We can order and stuff." <laughs> so okay, my wife being the yeah, she's very friendly, but she you know, she she doesn't she won't take being ripped off. She's not she's not a push up any stretch of imagination. So she. Right, so it says, excuse me, that was ridiculous. This is a party. We were booked well in advance. There's no excuse for this. And uh said, oh, sorry. Well, we'll give you like a £50 voucher. You can come back in uh any other time. So we took the friend whose birthday was back again to spend the voucher. Yeah. <laughs> we got the same the same waitress. <laughs> and, um, 
<laughs> so, so like we ordered food and then again it was this was a Monday night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like our table, like two other tables in the restaurant, over, which seats like three hundred. <laughs> I just sat behind the desk and just stared at her phone. <laughs> I said, can, can we get a food, please? Like <laughs> then she got it. She complained again. <laughs> I got another <laughs> And I was just looking at her thinking, hang on, I know you were the head waiter in the Italian restaurant I used to work at like two years ago. You've been bussed down in the Monday night shift. And this because oh, you were shit then and you're clearly shit now. <laughs> so there we go. That was uh, you know. If there was two of them, it would be much, much worse. This is what I'm getting at. I like that that was somebody that you used to work with and they didn't even do you any favours. <laughs> didn't recognise me. When I was there, she, like, she, told, she told I was like, that was kitchen seat, so I, I was scum compared to the head waiter. Um, right. One of the places where like, oh, they get all the tips, but we like slaving our asses off on match day. So, I know, it was entirely mutual. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I that like was that attitude. I worked in where, just, when I got, I, I replaced another cook who apparently was, a, they say he's a good guy, but he had a terrible crack problem. <laughs> no, which is obviously a good way to start a sentence about <laughs> and he's he's a work just strung off his beam and he, he, had, he had no filter whatsoever and this guy came in like well, probably, probably sort of Cardiff or Swan you know, Valley Royd you know, sort of muscle vest huge tats massive arms veins sticking out clearly furious and his and his girlfriend followed him in this is how she would describe to me Clearly, uh, much heavier than her clothes were designed for. Right. Like very sort of tight boob tube and sort of mini dress, around, you know, wrapped on a body which it clearly wasn't wasn't small enough to fit that properly. Uh, you know, she was yeah. spinning out in places. Um, and, and so this guy cracked looks and goes, "Jesus Christ, look at that!" <laughs> oh my God. I think quite loudly. <laughs> The rest of the kitchen sort of looks out onto the restaurant. You can see the yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he wasn't like behind glass or anything. He just said it loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and this Martin Roy came up and said, Oi, oi, it's what? <laughs> You're not going to make a girlfriend. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> she's fucking rank. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. And blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. I got his job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <God. laughs> what a way to behave yeah. it happened a few times I went to, went on a break for half an hour just went in the break room and just read a book for 10 minutes because what are you, what are you doing just, just read the book or some other <laughs> and not just the last chef we would occasionally catch him injecting crack into the soles of his feet <laughs> okay <laughs> I wasn't doing that <laughs> <laughs> I will take my shoes off. <laughs> that sort of place. Again, imagine two of him. <laughs> two of that guy just wander around. Absolutely high as a kite. I think also, when I got the interview for the job, there was only two of us who showed up. And I think the other guy was on his head, his head on drugs. Because, <laughs> because like, I just did a sort of normal, yeah, I, I worked in kitchens with my mother and stuff, but I just did a sort of straightforward interview. And the other guy, they said, so... uh he goes, yeah, I'm sure I could do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably fine. <laughs> and they said, so what, 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 what motivates you to stand the corporate speaker? He goes, oh, I'm just getting through the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we had enough drinks working here. <laughs> we can't possibly have another one. <laughs> this one seems more passive, but nonetheless, let's not take that risk. <laughs> to me, though, that, that should be a perfectly acceptable answer. I- like, absolutely, like, yeah. Absolutely. Why do you want to work here? So I can clothe and feed myself. Yeah. Like, why else would I want to work in this chain Italian restaurant? Yeah, exactly. Fuck what, you. What, what motivates you? Just survival, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Survival in a world which doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm really enthused about making profits and sending out abysmal mass-produced food. Oh, yeah. Well, we had, we had a sort of, I wasn't there that long, it was only a summer job, but we had the the staff meeting up there. The big boss would give us the, the corporate spiel. Mm. Like this is it was like twelve of us. Like and this this guy was uh, the boss. He was a talk. Think about this restaurant is what we want is standards. See, standards are important. Shut up. <laughs> no, <he is>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. Clearly, you're just telling us this because you've been told to tell us. 
yeah. just drop the just to tell the head office that you did do it, and we'll all just carry on with our lives. Yes, crazy, crazy behavior. Yeah, yeah. no twins. Uh, no so twins. back to this twins restaurant, yeah. Dean. Um, oh, I didn't realize I cared as much about it as I, as I think. <laughs> When this um, news broke of this uh, restaurant in Moscow, mm. um, somebody in America got animated about it because okay. they said, these people are stealing my idea. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Oh. So apparently in New York in the 90s in Manhattan, there was another twin-based restaurant, and this one was just called Twins. Right. And it was started by a pair of twin sisters, identical twin sisters, and strangely, the actor Tom Berenger, who was um, okay, Academy yeah. Award nominee <laughs> yeah. for his role in Platoon. Yeah, that, that Tom Berenger, yes. I mean, not, not many more, but... Um... Very strange. I don't know how he got... <laughs> okay. I can't find any information about how these two twins met him and then coaxed him into setting up this business. Yeah. But apparently it was, you know, it, it ran for... a quite a little while uh, it had some good reviews and when this russian one the news lab broke they became very annoyed was saying that they stole the the concept and that the restaurant has fraternal twins whereas theirs was just full of identical twins <laughs> Why would... that makes your sound worse yeah it does it sounds even more strange and creepy doesn't it <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like you've got two similar looking people in the same in your own pockets <laughs> uh, okay with this twins one in New York hmm. don't know what the case is uh, for the employees in Moscow but if one of the twins in the New York outfit had to call in sick then the other one was forced to call in sick that, so you've had to have both twins on the floor at all times. That seems unsustainable as a business model. Yeah. You've got to recruit twins first. You've got to pay them enough to survive on when that, because that, that's, that's a thing. Your brother sort of goes, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. And you're like, mm. literally out the door. He's like, oh, get out. <laughs> they need a backup twins as well to cover their yeah. shift. Exactly. And the thing with restaurants in America is, like, the, the waiting staff, they make their money on tips don't they yeah it's, it's like it's, it's a vital part of their salary isn't it? it's not um yeah yeah which from a british perspective sounds like that shouldn't be legal but you know so would these twins have to half it yeah so they, they got half it or there must be some contingency in place because who would want that job you've already got a very narrow pool of people you can select from mm. under very strict conditions and Financially, if they if it is like the tip based economy, then yeah, is, it, is, that, is that they went fraternal? Is that where they went because they could only get fraternal twins? It's obviously more common. Uh, well, Moscow, yes, I think so. And in Moscow, they've they've done a thing where in all the publicity material, apparently they made it look like they were they looked more like each other than they actually did. Right. But this this one in in New York, they had to get identical twins. Okay, seems like a massive bolly. We don't know, so let's speculate. If um, you was identical twins, do you think you'd be more likely to want employment where there are other identical twins uh, if mm. you had to work as a pair? Or would you want to be employed somewhere where you would be um, the freak show, for want of a better word? That's actually a valid point because there's so many you know, examples of twins uh, having or you know, being the center of attention because they're twins. Because like, oh my yeah. god, you, you guys look identical. Like, yep, yeah, thanks. <laughs> never, never realized that before. Now, thank you. Thank you for your input. Um, but this one, you're playing on that, yeah, and also you are surrounded by other twins at the same yeah, time. So, so... You're, you're really less special than usual. Yeah. So, I guess it depends on your upbringing. As in, if you have had it your whole life and thinking, oh, I'm so. But again, if you're the sort of person who actively wants to work with your identical sibling, assuming you're just desperate. Then you you obviously like that, but then if you're surrounded by other twins, then that would take the shine off, wouldn't it? So yeah, it's a conceptual paradox as much as anything. It's a psychological minefield, in hmm. twins feature heavily in um, psychology and science experiments because they're like you've got a control group a lot of the time. Oh yeah, there's like a, like if you've got a pair of twins and like one twin develops depression, and the other one doesn't, then he goes, ah, oh, well. That obviously, there's some factor which affected this one because they've got the same genes, they've got the same, you know, same upbringing. So you can 
to a to to a to a certain degree. Um, yeah. But also, there's a, one I found recently. Did you know Wim Hof? No, he's the Ice Man. He's that sort of sixty year old bloke who swears by ice therapy and ice diving and ice, you know, swimming in icy seas and stuff. And he's always I've heard of that as a concept. Yeah, yeah, he's always on like you know, inspirational memes and stuff. And he's one of those guru types. Mm. And he swears that you know bathing in ice water and cold showers is is you know, sustains him and keeps him healthy and fit. And because he's he looks a good nick physically for a sixty odd year old man. Mm. But I just found out he turns out he has an identical twin brother. Who has the same level of fitness as his doesn't do any of that. <laughs> oh wow! And it's quite sedentary. So like, yeah. <laughs> well done, Cyprus. <laughs> it just lying out of his ass. It's cold, cold, shriveled ass. <laughs> if you had to conduct an experiment on twins, Dean, what would you do? Would you put them in a maze? Would you give somehow try to give one of them depression and the other one not? Put them in a maze and see who gets to the cheese first, or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine being a human? Like, right, I've trapped you in this maze. This big voice of God thing. You're in a maze. Solve the maze. Why? Jeez. <laughs> I'm 37 years old. I'm an accountant. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not motivated by cheese. Twins love cheese. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yep. Go on, ask rats. <laughs> you want rats can be very similar as well. Get back to your uh, experiment, please. Tell me the experiment. Then we're going to give our scores. What would you do to the twins? Um, I like to test this whole thing of, you know, uh, I can, you know, to say twins, like my, my brother had a heart attack last night. I woke up, I woke up in a sweat. Oh, something bad has oh. happened. And I like mm. to test that sort of thing. As in, yeah. So basically, I like to take one twin. That's <laughs> no, just torture them random intervals. <laughs> see how the <laughs> other one reacts. And I bet they won't at all. It's like, oh, I had a bad feeling that my uh, my twin was just having a heart attack last night. Well, you know what? I've been just butchering this guy for six months solid, and you haven't said a thing. So, quite <laughs> frankly, I think you're lying. You're <laughs> seeking brick. <laughs> yeah, you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could get the twin and just force him to read the zipper for like uh, <laughs> yeah. 18 hours a day and then see if the other twin goes and. Scrubs a go kart or something, <laughs> yeah. or turns into that dad. His yeah. old ponytail, his, his fingers fall off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Right, so uh, twin restaurants. What are we going to give Andy? Um, I'll give it a ironic two uh, because while I don't necessarily dispute the, the the setup, the idea, I do think it's a very short lived gimmick. You know, once you're through the door. Yep, those are twins. Like you, you, you're going to need to have an actual decent food and decent service and stuff, which you can't guarantee just because they're twins. No. I think the logistics are troublesome, and I think it's uh, well, evidence suggests it's not a sustainable model because, far as I'm aware, neither of them exist anymore. No, no. I don't know how long the one in um, Moscow run for. I've desperately tried to scour Google Maps to try and find it. Yeah. Can't even see it on the streets. Because yeah. it goes back as far as when it was existent. Okay. But I couldn't see it. Um, couldn't find the address. There is an address listed for it, but when you look at it on Street View, there's nothing there that suggests it could be that. We know the establishment exists because we just saw the video about it. Yes, yes, we did. So it's very strange, very strange. Uh, just to add to the mystery of twins for me, so I'm going to bump up this score based on that to two. Okay. Good. Good. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. So this now is random Wikipedia article. Uh, for any new listeners who have managed to sit through the first two sections, this is a bit where we have a look at a random Wikipedia article on Wikipedia. Okay. I've got the con. Random article in three, two, one. Egg tooth. <laughs> egg tooth? Okay. Uh, an egg tooth is a temporary sharp projection present on the bill or snout of an oviparous animal at hatching. It allows the hatchling to penetrate the egg shell from inside and break free. Oh, okay. It's good, sense. isn't it? Hmm. It's got a brilliant picture on there. It's one of yeah. the top pictures I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, a Senegal parrot chick. About two weeks after hatching, the egg tooth is near the tip of its beak on the upper mandible, 
I'm going to expand this if Wikipedia lets you, because some of you doesn't. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Juno, it looks a bit like Boris Johnson. It's got it Boris does. Johnson's It really hair. does. It's got the hair. That's exactly it, what it is. It looks like if Kermit the Frog was doing an impression of Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And he went so far as to dye himself as well. Yeah. <laughs> Make himself pink and flabby and, and <laughs> sagging in various places. Sagging all, all bits of skin on him. Yeah. Oh, it really does. And it's an amazing picture. Because I'm not going to think of anything else, though. <laughs> this <laughs> tiny Senegal Boris Johnson parrot bird. <laughs> this bird's two weeks old, and the first thing someone says to you, you don't like Boris Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm already fucking this up. <laughs> this That's why he's making our faces. Going, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Boris, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Birds, reptiles, and monotremes possess the egg teeth as hatchlings. What's a monotreme? I've heard that word. Let's look it up. Oh, the echidnas and stuff. Not, oh, not, not that lot. yeah. Platypuses oh, yeah. and... Yes, the, the, the mammals which lay eggs, which is... Uh... Oh, now yeah. they're something special, the mammals that lay eggs. Yeah. Would you love to eat one of those eggs? Eggs? Yeah. Unfertilized, yes. But do they lay unfertilized eggs? Because birds do, but I wouldn't say that... The mammals do, so not necessarily the same thing, is it? Well, you could have two for one on that. They probably <laughs> say that at the twin restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You can get that, can't you? That's a, that's a delicacy. It's like a ballot or something, B-A-L-U-T or... Yes, yes. Delicacy. It's like a duck yeah. embryo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much one of those... Um, I'm guessing it's from no, long in the past when people have to eat whatever they could find, but um, yeah. another one of those things of first thought, you know what, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. One of my friends, Martin, used to work in the Ginster's pasty factory in Cornwall, and mm. he had a job where he had to scan all the eggs with, like, I think it was UV light to see which ones had, like, blood and Ooh, baby okay. chickens in and that. And he had another job as well where he had to sweep up all the bits off the floor and pour it into a vat, and that used Ooh. to get used in something as well. Oh, God. Nobody knew what, not even the people who were working there. Oh, that's been... If you work that job, you probably wouldn't need chicken products for a while, but if you knew that was yeah, yep, miscellaneous chicken sweepings going out the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know where well, they're going. Yeah. No one knows which Ginster's product is going in, but it's going in one of them. <laughs> not not even yeah. the staff. It's not the same one every week, see that's the thing. <laughs> That'd be the way to do it. Yeah. 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 But anyway, the egg tooth. The egg tooth. I like stuff like this, like um temporary organs, essentially, not but temporary appendages, because this would be Basically, the egg birth creature's equivalent of milk teeth, wouldn't it? Because yeah, it's a tooth, obviously, but it's a temporary tooth. Which I don't know. It's like like when biology specialises like that, as in, like we need this one tiny bit of your body to get out of the egg. Then it's useless, so it's just got to go now. Like um, I don't know. Just I find stuff like that quite fascinating. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, look at this one. The snake has got one. Well, yeah, it's it tiny, right at the front of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's another interesting word here, Dean. Hmm. Under the snakes and lizards section, which is always a lovely sight to see on a Wikipedia article, the snakes and lizards. <laughs> yes, section. excellent. Always welcome to any sort of uh, catalogue or list, I think. It says most squamates, lizards and snakes, also lay eggs and similarly need an egg tooth. That's a word I've never heard no, before. Same. Squamates. Is that like some sort of reptilian version of like. Um... Ursine or ungulates, you know, when yeah. a group of animals. Or housemates. <laughs> housemates be living a squat, your squamates. That's <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting part of this article, Dean, it mm. says some species, including woodpeckers, have two egg teeth, oh. one on the upper and one on the lower bill, part of the bill. You'd mm. expect that of a woodpecker, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean... If, if you can't escape an egg, I think your career yeah. as a woodpecker is going to be quite short-lived. That's right. i got to say, I'm really liking this article. It's an absolute banger, I would say. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's quite short. It's, it's, but it packs so much in. Yeah. There's another interesting piece here, look. The baby crocodile has an egg tooth at the end of its snout. Now, I wouldn't have said a crocodile has a snout, but I'm glad that, that, that <laughs> people do think that. <laughs> okay. This is the interesting bit, though. It's a tough piece of skin, and then it's reabsorbed 
less than two months after hatching. It, it gets sucked back into it. Like the mm. crocodile absorbs its tooth, its egg tooth. Yeah, that sounds more efficient. It does. Imagine if you had like another nose on your face that you absorbed, reabsorbed at the age of 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got pubic and your nose went back into your face. And like everybody's going like, oh, I seen it, Dean over there. He's pubic now. Look, his nose is going in. And like, oh, pubic, that. <laughs> um, in this scenario, where is the second nose? Uh, right on your rigot. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, so like leaving aside my self-absorbing <laughs> nose ass. <laughs> Seems to be where we're at for this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I can't fault this article. It's it's very informative in a succinct way. It's got glorious pictures. I've learned a great deal, and it's got a snakes and lizards section and a crocodilians section. I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? No, the crocodilian section. I it bears so much fruit. I'm going to return to it, Dean. Yeah, it says the egg tooth is used to tear open the inner membrane. The baby crocodile can then push its way through the outer shell. If conditions are particularly dry that year, the inner membrane may be too tough for the crocodile to break through. Yeah, I've been there. And without assistance, it will simply die in the egg. <laughs> Generally, however, the mother crocodile helps free it. Well, that's a, that's a lot of good thing because, yeah, not my area, but uh, my son was like reptiles were one of those genuses which just didn't give a shit about the offspring they did like lay the eggs right they've hatched they're gonna walk off now so mm. good they don't do that it turns out great is it is a turtle a reptile amphibian isn't it no it's not i don't know actually it's just because like, in the water but no tortoises are reptiles and they're the same family so because the, the turtles go on the beach today and then they um guard their eggs and then they take them back down to the sea or something don't they I don't know. yeah something like that yeah, because obviously crocodiles are reptiles, and they live in the water mostly. So yeah, I think they're reptiles. I think you're right. Write that down, listeners. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll amend the article. Just go to the amend the article. The just says. just yeah, just put the put at the end, which is it says turtles are reptiles. <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, interesting trivia: turtles are reptiles. <laughs> Deep in it, has a second nose on his ass, which he reabsorbed at age fourteen. <laughs> In full view of the school. <laughs> Upon being pubic. <laughs> while, while a religious sketch group prayed for this to stop. <laughs> Three stars, some funny bits. <laughs> um, so, should we give a score to this one, Dean? I think it's about uh, there. Yeah, I've got to give it a full five. I can't, I can't fault this one. This is actually a really, really, possibly our strongest entry to the section yet. I think so. I think this yeah. is absolute stunner. Yeah, it went yes. off to a flying start with that picture of that parrot, which looked like yes, <laughs> Boris Johnson. Yeah, well, that's the start. That's even the best bit. You know, you don't do a winner then, are you? You are, listeners. You're not going to get better than that. You are not. <laughs>